Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey. Hey, Lori. How are you? Back at it again. I'm pretty good. How was your weekend? Oh, my goodness. It was awful. We went to see The Greatest Showman. Have you seen The Greatest Showman yet? No, what is that? It's a new musical about uh, P.T. Barnum. And my girls have been listening to the music over and over and over again. And that so would drive we saw, me crazy. Uh, yeah, it's good music. Fortunately, uh-huh. that's good. But they circuses scare me. They putting they've been putting on shows all weekend. <laughs> oh, that right, my is kids so precious. My kids love to put on shows, so uh-huh. they they practice them and practice them and practice them, and then but they're always just spontaneous improv uh-huh. shows. But my my youngest daughter is very. Um, animated animated and so she lip syncs to all these all these songs and she's there's a there's a lot of fist clutching and um emoting (laughs) and that happens (laughs) Uh, but then as soon as we notice her we can't we can't notice her i don't know if you notice this with this your kids but ever she's she's you don't want to make her self-conscious yeah she doesn't want it as soon as she sees us watching her then everything changes. Mm-hmm. So she she wants to do it in in private, mm-hmm. um, but we tell her then maybe don't do it in the living room where uh-huh. <laughs> everybody where everybody is. So um, so anyway, so yeah, that was literally all of our weekend was <laughs> watching the, watching the Greatest Showman and then emotive performance. How was yours? It was good. Uh, we were in the mountains with friends, and that ah, was lovely. Yeah. It was not as much snow there actually as down here. Yeah. 
but it was yeah. nice. I, this is, that's one of the underrated regions. I did was not expecting the mountains to be as nice when we moved to North Carolina, but oh. it is one of our favorite places. If you haven't visited uh, the Appalachian Mountains in North Carolina, you yeah, should. Smoky Mountains. Smoky, just oh, gorgeous. yeah, the Smoky Mountains are great. Well, the, yeah, you're right. The mountains in North Carolina, I guess, but seeing the range, right, of in the distance, all the different colors on the hills, it's mm-hmm. just incredible. Yeah, it's great. Have y'all driven the Blue Ridge Parkway yet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah multiple times. Oh, it's, it's our favorite. It's fantastic. We're in a convertible fall. Oh. Blue Ridge Parkway. <laughs> Blue Ridge Parkway. Okay, this is a fantasy. Okay, let's get on with this. Let's get on with this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about dating after divorce today and sex after divorce. Somebody asked us to talk about dating a younger man, and I'm, I'm not sure we'll catch all of that here, but maybe we can you know, talk about some of it. When do you think people should start dating again? What's your hmm. policy on that? I don't know that there's a set answer. I think it's really dependent on the person. But I think that there's a a sense that I get that it it should be sometime when you have begun to process what has happened to mm-hmm. you. We talked recently in a podcast about affair being a trauma. I think divorce is is, is a, uh, a, a a trauma as well. Huge trauma. Um, and so when you haven't begun to process what has happened to you and what has happened to your relationship mm-hmm. and what has happened to your family, I think it, then it's too soon. Mm-hmm. And so each person does that goes through that differently, mm-hmm. um, right? And um, such a great answer. And and so it, you have to be able to to figure that out. Well, thank you. Yeah, I I, you know there are conferences and stuff on helping people get over this, and sometimes they say or seminars and they say you know you should not start dating for six months or a year, mm-hmm. and it's a very set period of time. But mm-hmm. I agree with you that people go through this differently. Sometimes they've been in a marriage for many, many years, and they've already sort of withdrawn and processed while they were still married, and they really are ready to date mm. once the divorce um, comes and is final or yeah. I think once if, they're separated. I think they really have to kind of examine their motivations for dating again. Mm-hmm. Right? If your motivation is coming from a, a place of reacting to fear of being alone or – um, your partner, your ex partner, has started dating, and so you're trying to prove that you're Compete. you're past it, or prove to yourself or to others that you're over it, or you're reacting to anger or any anything like that. Probably not going to be successful. It's not going to be successful. Forming another no relationship. Um, I mean, that's the kind of the definition of rebound relationship, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's you're trying to you're trying to get over what has happened to you through the relationship which doesn't end up well for anybody. Yeah. But I think there's something about health Mm -hmm. in terms of our desire to be with another. Yes. I mean, that to me is a really positive force. Yeah. You you mean as an... an I mean, it's the desire to be with somebody is a positive human force. It's the greatest force, I think, in us, the desire to be attached to somebody. So, you know, I, I don't dissuade people from dating if they want to start, if they feel mm-hmm. ready to. No, it, it, it's not going to be a disaster, right? It's not going to... No, I mean, it's a date. It's a date, yeah. And, and that is, I think, even wanting to be there may be an indication that you are ready. Wanting That desire to be in a relationship is one indication that you are, you might be ready to, to begin to, to date again, right? Right. So it's an individual time frame. I think that when you start dating, one of the big problems is this overcoming being rejected goods, hmm. right? Or overcoming the stigma of, I have to tell people I'm divorced and oh, yeah. the sense of failure. 
I hear yeah. a lot of people talking about that. Well, the, the fear is that you're going to be judged for that failed mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I, th- I hear a lot of people talking about when they're starting to date again, when do I tell the other person that I'm divorced? Mm-hmm. You know, when do I disclose that information? Um, it's on the it's app, hard. right? Yeah. It's on the it's, app. I mean, eHarmony, <laughs> don't they require that? Uh, well, sure, but it doesn't mean you have to give it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sure. mean you have to – you have to put your uh, – you can't lie about that information. But, yeah, I mean, I think that that concept of yourself, right, mm-hmm. and the value that you're placing on yourself becomes a question mark and something that you're you're suddenly unsure about, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do think that even though I'm pro-marriage and very supportive and I think most every marriage can be healed – um, there are some marriages that need to end. Mm-hmm. There are some that are toxic, where a partner is toxic, or there are some that, you know, are problematic. And so I really think it does need to end. And I think that people need to process that to get over their shame about it yeah. so that they can feel free, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this doesn't make me a failure. That's right. There were mistakes that were probably made. Even in relationships that maybe could have been salvaged, but weren't you know you weren't able to do that. There were, there were mistakes made, but that doesn't define who you are or your character either. It doesn't mean that you're not worthy enough to have a good relationship with somebody. And I think if they're processing it and they know why the marriage ended hmm. and why it wasn't maybe a good marriage, that's really the important part um, hmm. in order to get ready for the next relationship. Yeah, and I think that 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 leads into something else to begin to have a a healthy another relationship, you have to recognize that you're going to have baggage that you're going to bring um, mm-hmm. from the divorce into the next relationship. Um, and knowing what that baggage is, I, I think we're just so blind to this sometimes. It's, it's, we're blind to our own stuff. Self-awareness mm-hmm. is hard. Yeah. Right. And so I have, I have a lot of people that, that say, well, I'm not, there's no, I'm not going to treat my partner the same way mm-hmm. that I treated my previous partner, or mm-hmm. I'm not going to project onto them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we almost always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost always project onto them. And that's, yeah. that's not a bad thing, but we need to be at least try to be aware of how we're doing that. And I think that's a better position saying, I'm not going to treat my partner the way I treated my last partner, then uh, I'm just not going to pick the same partner. Right, mm-hmm. because then they're not really aware of how they contributed to the dynamic. That's right. That's more problematic. Yeah, I just it's it was I had a bad picker. It's like, yeah, oh, maybe, or maybe you saw early warning signs that you ignored because you're passive. Mm-hmm. You know, without really understanding your contribution, even if it's, oh my gosh, I saw this craziness early and I should have gotten out. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times they need to see that that they're too passive. Yeah. And I think that that whatever your contribution is to it, like you, it's hard to separate that from blame, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to separate this was my contribution to what happened in our relationship. So that means that I'm fully responsible for why the relationship broke up and didn't make mm-hmm. it um, as opposed to just being aware and saying, okay, these are the things that I need to improve in myself. Yeah. Um, it, it, that's, that's a different, right? Mm-hmm. I would say if you're dating somebody who has been divorced – it's a big red flag if they don't take responsibility for some part of the marital dissolution, right? Mm. I mean, they need to take responsibility for it. If they're a blamer and they're just saying, well, she was just crazy or, you know, yeah. he was just a nut, you know, or this, that, and the other, and they don't really, first of all, I mean, that's an, a conversation that doesn't happen on a date one. Right. You know? Absolutely. It's after you've been together for some period of time that you would volunteer that information. But mm. I think it's a decent question. Can, right. can you tell me about you know, why you divorced, mm. right? Or even maybe asking, can you tell me about your contribution to the, like, what, what did you think was 
uh, that you need to do differently next time. Mm-hmm. Too, if you're mm-hmm. at a place where the, your relationship is strong enough for you to ask that type of question, yeah, I think yeah, that's important. Definitely. So I think that dating after divorce, one thing, and we're going to talk about sex when we come back from the break, but is sort of developing an evaluation formula. Like, mm-hmm. how do I say this person meets my list? Yeah, you know, What absolutely. is my list? I think really character counts. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that maybe if you married young or, you know, even coming out of a long-term marriage, the sense is attractiveness wears thin, surface things wear thin when you're in the daily grind with somebody. So maybe they have wealth or maybe they have a beach house or, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's just not enough. Mm -mm. Uh, You have to look at their commitments and how they have held to their commitments Mm. um, to evaluate. I think that's one of the most important things. So when you develop your list, think about more than they're cute. And that list is important. They're hot. Right. It's like I I encourage people literally make a list, write the things down that that you're wanting to look for. And then also because that can guide us in the moment of you know in yeah. love crazy hot sex yeah, that's right. stuff and and also who you want uh, you make a list of who you want them to be the other person to be but I think you also make a list of who you want to be in a relationship. oh I like that that's what, great what especially type, coming out of a divorce yeah absolutely like what type of what person do I need to be? yeah because then you know like if you're not being that in re, in the relationship the relationship is probably not right for you if you want to be a grounded emotionally unreactive person in relationship Mm -hmm. and then you find that you are freaking out when they don't call you back or your um Mm -hmm. your anxiety goes up when they they have a weekend away Mm -hmm. with and don't invite you um Mm -hmm. to do that um then that's an indication that the relationship might not uh you might not be ready or you might not be in a place that in a relationship that is that is good for you you want them to bring out your best self and who you want to be right so we want to be securely attached and we really want to look for somebody who's securely attached, you know, somebody who has good boundaries, who calls back when they say they're going to call back, that kind of thing. Okay, let's come back at the break and talk about sex after divorce. So Adam, we're going to do a new thing. We are going to offer a link to Patreon on Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, which is foreplayrst.com, yeah. for people who are really interested in helping us develop deeper, you know, more interesting podcasts and also offer resources to them. Yeah, Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. And we know that several of you have been real supportive of us, and we hope you would consider being financially supportive as well. Right, because we're running practices and families, and we need time really, to do more, something like a webinar. We'd like to do some worksheets for you. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide to you as our listeners, dive deeper into the questions you have, offer more practical steps for you to have the best possible relationship. So we're looking for some patrons. We appreciate already the love, the emails that you send. All of that is great. So if you love listening to us, you can find out how to support us by going to our website, foreplayrst.com. Thank you so much for considering that. We appreciate it. Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. 
Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido, from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them, it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible hi i'm dr adam matthews and i want to welcome you to matthews counseling and matthews counseling we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges we believe in people specifically that no two people are alike and therefore they need solutions that are unique to them we strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. At MatthewsCounseling.net, we strive to help make the first step easy. There, you will find our blog with some great resources from our therapist. You'll also find a link to our client portal where you can schedule directly with our therapist at your convenience. We offer free 30-minute consultations, either in person or over the phone, so the first step is at no cost to you. Give us a call at 919-587-8018 or again, find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. Hey, Lori. Hey. So I think that sex after divorce, as I've been thinking about this, is... You know, the biggest thing I hear from people is this sense of vulnerability, like, oh, my gosh, I got to get naked with somebody new after all these years. Mm. Yeah. Know, just well, that's that's a big one. Yeah. I mean, oh. The anxiety about that uh, mm-hmm. really goes up. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially if they've been in a relationship for a long time. Right. Um, right. That just continues to go up. Um, and and I think also fear of performance. Am I going to be any good at all? out in this new marketplace, having somebody evaluate me again for the first time, that's just people are really scared to death. Oh, for sure. Oh, and it is such a scary thing. Right. So vulnerable, you know, to to either be evaluated for your physical appearance or for your sexual performance. And a lot of people who are dating, you know, maybe it's been a decade Mm. and things have changed. Yeah. I think this might be a question for you, like, because I think evaluating when you're ready to date is one evaluation. Mm-hmm. Evaluating when you're ready to have sex again um, is a whole nother evaluation, right? It is. So how do you how do you think that, that somebody makes that judgment call? Well, I think they have to decide why they want to have sex. Is sex mm-hmm. about a moment, pleasure, or is sex about an evaluation about a commitment? Is sex... You know, what is the sex about? Mm-hmm. And so that that is part of it. You know, do they want to have just a season of sexual connection without commitment? First of all, I think that there is a bit of a gender difference in this. I yeah. still think that women, once they have sex, think that it's a commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going out there thinking, okay, you know, the evening led to sex, and so that means he really, really likes me, and he's going to want to date me, you know, get a grip. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it I does like, not mean that. I like I like when Blunt Lori comes out. <laughs> when Blunt Lori comes out, look out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so get no. a so get a grip on yourself. Like right. right. Okay. Sex these days does not mean commitment. Okay. In the single world, right? It often does mean an expression of love in it, within a commitment and a way people feel love as their primary love language. But in the dating world, it could just mean pleasure for the moment. Yeah. Oh, and use a condom. Yeah. And demand the use of a condom. Really, sure. really, really. I mean, I just don't think people should be having sex until they have that STD conversation and until they know the person well enough to believe that they would be telling the truth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Safe, I'll get off that. Safe sex. Safe sex, everybody. Safe, safe <laughs> sex. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, – Well, I mean, I think, I think one of the things that you're, you're talking about is especially if somebody has been in a relationship for a long time. If dating was happening – dating or sex – if it's been a while since you've been out there, understanding what people are currently doing right now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and being able to do two things, to enter that world, understanding what the expectations are and what um, how people are going about dating and sex in the current environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which is, I think, different than maybe 10 years ago, 20 years right. ago, certainly. So if you're divorced and it's been a couple of decades, you're in for a... Wild yeah. ride. Yeah, but you have so you have to understand that. But then you also have to understand what your uh, what are your non negotiables, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. With sex and um, and with dating, right? Yes. So you may have to learn that people, the majority of people now, meet each other through dating apps. Yeah, right. Like yeah. that is the majority of how dating happens these mm-hmm. days, um, and where people meet, right? But you may have uh, some boundaries that you do not. You may have to compromise your desire to meet somebody face to face first before you begin initiate contact with them. Um, but and that may be okay with you. But in you know having sex with them on the first, second, or third date may not be okay with mm-hmm. you, right? And so you kind of have to learn where those where those boundaries are for you, where those like non-negotiables are for you. That's standard. I mean, so many people I talk to who are dating again are having sex for second and third date easily. Right. Easily. But if they're doing that because they think that's what it's expected and that's how they're going to go about dating or finding somebody, then Or it's, that they're going to get something out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they would be very disappointed. I also think you need to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you're really just there for a hookup or something – be honest with that person because they may think differently about it. Mm-hmm. I did have this patient, a male patient who I saw after divorce, and he would say to me, you know, I'm I'm out with a woman, and she seems a little too crazy to be with, but, yeah, she's offering it up, so why not? Why would I not? She's attractive. I want to have sex. That makes sense. And then he said, over time, so many of these women would call back in two days screaming at him like, I had sex with you. Why didn't you call me back? He's like, well, it was mutual consent and it was a good time, but I didn't like you well enough to call you back, which, of course, he never really directly said. But he was curious about this constant, you know, rage Hmm. after it. And so eventually he decided, I'm going to rule out the crazy. I'm going to rule out whether or not I want to be with the person, you know, whether or not there's a future of just dating, not if I want to be with them forever, but mm-hmm. you know, if I want to continue dating and I'm going to hold off a little bit on sex for that, which really made sense, I think, to him over time because he got so tired of that mm-hmm. rage reaction. Yeah. I had a client as well um, who post-divorce was trying to restore the relationship status quo that he knew mm-hmm. through sex, 
mm-hmm. right? And so that became the means to say, I'm okay. Like, I, now I have somebody that's committed with me. We're in, a, we're in a stable relationship in part because we're having sex, and that means I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became then that became a, a source of frustration when those relationships didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And he, he was okay when he was in a relationship and having sex with somebody and was not okay when he wasn't, mm-hmm. which is really like it, it, it just creates this kind of up and down um, emotional yeah. roller coaster. Um, that makes it really hard to evaluate the relationship as well, right? Yeah, and I mean, this is a hard season because sex is stabilizing. Sex does make us feel good, and so it's natural to want to have sex. Mm. It's just hard to put it all together with maybe what you want out of relationship. And some people don't want another relationship. Mm. You know, they just want consecutive sexual partners or whatever, and we're not here to judge that. You know, we're here to help couples who – you know, want to stay together and are committed, but we understand. You know, there's a lot yeah. of um, differences out there. Yeah, and but and uh, but I think that for those people that are wanting to another relationship mm-hmm. um, after they've divorced, being able to to judge that um, and not just pursue that to because that's the that means they're okay. Is it, I, I just see that a lot. I think of using their relationship status to judge whether they are okay in life. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And so that, that gets cloudy. And then on top of which sex kind of can at times confuse that, mm-hmm. right? Cause it, it, you can mistake good sex for a stable relationship. Right. Right. I mean, and a relationship that's going to last. It, this is a hard one. And I think people always ask me, how do you evaluate whether that person is going to be a good sexual partner forever? Yeah. How do you judge? How do you, how do you, how do you judge that? Yeah, and I think that, first of all, you have to be committed to the fact that sex is work, mm-hmm. right? Having a great sexual partnership for life is a ton of work. You know, maybe having great sex in the beginning is a good beginning, but I see lots and lots of couples who had great sex in the beginning who have their sexual life fall apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not necessarily that that's it. And I also see people who maybe didn't start quite as hot who learn how to build it and eventually have loving, great sex. Um, so, you know, it's hard, but it's not a perfect sign, mm. great sex in the beginning. I would say there's rule outs. If you're not attracted to the person, don't go on with it. I mean, at this stage, if you really know you're not attracted to them or you, if you just feel lukewarm, that's crazy to continue to pursue that mm. because I do think that this is a stage for decisions to make the wisest decision that you can. And so so that's that's I a think, rule out. Yeah, I mean, tell me what you think about this. But I think in general, a, a lot of people need to go slower. For, as a general rule of thumb, going slow is better than going too fast, right? Sure. And, and, I, and I think that that's, there's, a, there's a rush sometimes mm-hmm. um, to either move into a relationship or move into a sexual relationship especially post-divorce because you're just wanting something that feels normal to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of times because the divorce shakes everything up. It changes your routines. It changes sometimes. It changes your living – obviously changes your living situation. Um, Sometimes you have to move. Sometimes you get into different routines with kids. Friend groups change. Like everything changes, right? It changes a lot. And so it feels like you want a sense of normalcy and sometimes relationships – seem to provide that mm-hmm. um, but the 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 stats don't lie is that the divorce rates for second third and fourth marriages go way up mm-hmm. right they they climb with each successive mm-hmm. marriage 
Um, and so moving into a relationship too soon is much more dangerous than and and likely to fail than it is just to to be able to go slow and to mm-hmm. move to move more deliberately and more intentionally than maybe feels natural to you. Would yeah. you agree with that, yeah, or do you think I, that's that's well, too certainly cautious? I would agree with that because my bias is toward long term relationship, mm-hmm. and I think our podcast bias is toward that. So we want to sure, help absolutely. people get to that. But once they are in relationship and dating and sexual. Um, what about that and what are signs to look for? And I think sure. that, you know, a selfish lover, somebody who uh, doesn't reciprocate, mm-hmm. somebody who you've told what you like and sort of ignores that and is only in it for themselves, that that to me is either ignorance or um, selfishness. And I just think, you know, you really need to evaluate that early. Mm-hmm. I, I would say the number one thing sexually and in relationship is people show you who they are. They show you who they are right up front. And trust that. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll fill in the details later. But if you have a really bad feeling about somebody or you notice something, you know, they yell at the waiter or they, you know, treat you badly in bed, think about that. Really think hard about that. I don't care how attractive they are. I don't care how wealthy they are. I don't care what you want to fantasize that they're going to be. Forget about it. Yeah. Like, okay. Absolutely. That's okay, good. dating good and sex after divorce. We could probably talk and write a book about that because there is so much here. Mm. But thanks for listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.